Hello and welcome to a very special England Rugby podcast of O2 Inside Line. I'm Hugo Monaghan. It's an unprecedented, uncertain time for us all. And whilst everyone draws a breath in the world of sport, we look to our leaders to give us their perspective and inspiration. And in rugby, who better than this man? You know, you've got young kids invent games for them to play with balls. Invent games for them to play with tennis balls. If they don't have a backyard, invent a game they can play in their, in their lounge room with their mother or their father. Yes, we're joined by England head coach, Eddie Jones. Overcoming losses and an overcoming runner losses is, is the test of the coach. You know, it's, it's a bit like the, the tea bag test. You never know how good a tea bag is until you put it in hot water. And in our feature, Mind, Body and Soul, England players share their thoughts and tips on staying healthy. Making the most of um, being allowed out, that one form of exercise every day. I've got a dog at home, a six-month-old puppy, who's not much of a puppy anymore. Um, so taking him out every day. We hear from England's Jamie George to grab a cuppa, sit back, relax and enjoy the England Rugby podcast with O2 Inside Live. Like every sport on the planet, rugby has been massively impacted. We start our exclusive interview with the England head coach, Eddie Jones, with some wise words of encouragement and advice. Eddie, great to see you, and clearly quite a testing time for everyone in the world right now, including the rugby world. Um, have you got a message for all the fans out there? It's a difficult time. Uh, obviously, the health of, of everyone's the most important thing. I think, you know, rugby's a game that has always espoused teamwork. And, you know, one of the things we talk about with the England side all the time is how you can become a better teammate. And I think now for everyone, it's how you become a better citizen. And obviously following instructions and and behaving with discipline is, is important. Um, Eddie, you just mentioned a few values, which I guess you try and implement into your squad every single day. How transferable are some of those values? One of the values we always talk about is togetherness. Um, yeah, it's working for the benefit of the team, and obviously that's pretty important now. Yeah, and uh, watching from afar on uh, what was it on Thursday night, everyone standing outside their houses applauding the NHS is a is an indication of the great togetherness of the society at the moment. And how are you and your coaching staff adapting to the situation? It's challenging and, and not challenging for us because um, we're always going into a period now where we're planning and revising um, following the Six Nations. So the players were back at their clubs. So in reality, that hasn't really changed for us. Uh, we're going to hold a, one of these virtual meetings, which are all new for me as, a, as an old stager, um, on, on Monday, and that's going ahead. Um, for the players, it's obviously particularly different not training for their clubs. We've tried to assist the clubs where we can with equipment and, and also assist the players with ideas of how they can train. Because at the end of the day, I think as, as Boris Johnson said, you know, we're going to beat this virus. And when the virus is beaten, we want the players ready to go, whatever whatever the program of games is, whether it's club games or whether it's the international games. Have you been in touch with the players? You know, Tech's... Uh, uh, are always flying around. You know, some players you have more texts with than others. Um, we've been checking on the players. Each of the coaches have positional groups they look after, so that's been ongoing. But, you know, the players, I think, are, can be an inspiration to their rugby communities, particularly their local rugby communities, the way they the way they behave and the way they conduct themselves. And I think they're all trying to do that, which is a great thing. 
Eddie, everyone's got a bit more time on their hands. How are you using your time? And tell us, give us examples of what you've been able to focus on. Um, been watching a lot of rugby, um, going back and watching the Six Nations, going back and watching Super Rugby, watching some NRL. Uh, now for us, for the international coaches, it's time to revise and, and start looking for new ideas of how we can take the game forward. So that and a lot of reading. Um, been reading a number of books I've, I've uh, come into the new age mate and, and started to use audible so every time I go to the gym in the morning I, I, I listen to a book um, which has been really good so it enables you to read a book a week so that's been good I've been reading some good uh, books on coaching and just some other books on just how you develop better environments in your team. Eddie, it's quite understandable that people feel fairly negative, slightly down in the dumps, um, lack of motivation but I guess a positive mindset is something you've always had, self-development. Um, how would you best advise people to be able to use this time effectively to be able to improve on themselves and have a better outlook? Yeah, I think set yourself targets, um, some personal targets, some professional targets. Be very specific about what you want to improve and how you can improve it and stick to those targets. But give yourself goals to achieve on a personal level, professional level. And if you do that, and that's something I've regularly done um, throughout my career to keep myself motivated, keep myself focused on, on keeping improving, um, reach out to those players you think might need a bit of a hand to, to stay motivated and to stay focused. You know, if you've got young kids, invent games for them to play with balls, invent games for them to play with tennis balls. If they don't have a backyard, invent a game they can play in their, in their lounge room with their mother or their father. You know, there's ways to, ways to, to stay focused focused to look to see how you can get better and treat every day like day one every day you get up right how can i get better today what can i do to get better what can i how can i improve and there's so much information out there now like you know there was a guy today uh text me and said he was watching old videos from the 1980s of the of, of rugby and and he was, he was uh commenting how skillful the players were um and the big difference between the 1980s and now is is the the strength of the defence um, and the physical the capacity of the players. So how can we make the players more skillful? If you're a coach out there, think about how you can make the players more skillful. How you can how you can encourage them to to do more skill work? Because if you prioritise anything in your life, you'll get better. Wise words from Eddie, and more from him in just a second. Everybody has been affected by the virus, but what advice can we take from elite athletes? England hooker Jamie George steps up in our mind, body and soul feature. Hi guys, Jamie George here. Here just some thoughts on how to keep your mind, body and soul healthy during the isolation. So starting off with the mind, uh, I'm doing a little bit of reading at the minute, um, keeping, uh, I've sort of started to reread Harry Potter, um, which, is, uh, which has been interesting, but I've also been putting on virtual pub quizzes for uh, a few of the, a few of the lads and their and their families so uh, I've been doing a fair amount of research online trying to get a quiz together and I found that sort of keeping my mind um, ticking along has kept me sane and uh, stopped me from annoying other people so uh, I'd, I'd certainly encourage you to try and um, keep your mind ticking along whether it's doing puzzles crosswords um, anything like that is, is great I'm so I'm not much of a puzzle man, but uh, trying to put on quizzes and doing a bit of research and learning is, is definitely benefiting me during this time. 
So the body, um, I've been very lucky that I've managed to um, get a gym installed into my garage. So uh, I've been able to sort of keep myself active and uh, make sure that I don't put too much isolation weight. Um, but also, you know, making the most of um, being allowed out that one form of exercise every day. I've got a dog at home, a six month old puppy who's not much of a puppy anymore. Um, so taking him out every day um, it's been great exercise wise trying to walk about 5k a day with him um, but as well as that it's also been great for the mind um, being able to get out out and about in nature it's sort of I think sometimes we lose lose respect of what's around us and actually um, being isolated like this has given us a or certainly given me a, a greater um, love and appreciation for, for nature and, and it's all its beauty Right, and lastly, the soul. Um, I think that often when at times like this, we, we potentially um, don't treat ourselves or we miss out on that aspect of lives, you know, the uh, the indulgence side of things. And I think, I think that it's important for us to make sure that we continue that. For me, uh, I've got a, a big green egg at home, um, a barbecue smoker type thing, which I have absolutely no idea how to work, but uh, I'm again trying to teach myself how to work it and doing a few bits of, of smoked meats and it's been uh, it's been really interesting for me to try and try and give that a go and so far so good um, but sort of only doing it once once or twice a week otherwise you know the indulgence weight the isolation weight might carry on sound guidance there from Jamie George and back to part two of our chat with Eddie Jones there's loads of coaches out there, all different levels. Of course, you, you're coaching at the highest of levels, but lots of people stuck at home trying to come up with ideas, motivate their players. Have, can you give them any advice? doesn't matter what level you're coaching at. Coaching's always the same. Um, it's about giving the players a goal for this period of time, finding out where the players can improve. Can they improve their strength? Can they improve their aerobic capacity? Can they improve it? particular skill or develop a new skill um, and for the younger kids just um, keeping them interested in in, in uh, being active I think is the most important thing. Eddie during the time of uncertainty people looking for leadership looking for mentors so reflecting on your life who are the strong models in, in, in your life? Uh, I was lucky enough to be coached by a guy a Australian guy called Bob Dwyer as a player who was the Australian coach who won the 91 World Cup and he was way ahead of his time. He was a progressive guy. You know, even back then in the early 80s and 90s, he was using sports science. We used to have what he called metabolic sessions where we'd practice our own skill for 45 seconds at full pace, uh, which was unheard of in those days where he just used to run team runs endlessly. And he could remember every bit of a game. And it always quite irks me now when I ask coaches what they saw in the game. They said, we have to watch the video. You know, he, he would be able to watch a game, be able to remember everything you did in the game. And and it's one of the key skills for coaches to develop. And, and they certainly they've got great opportunity to do it now. Watch games, observe games, see what you see and, and make notes on it. And you can train your mind to be more active in, in observing a game, not being a fan of the game. And, and he was absolutely outstanding in that. So... Yeah, if I picked up one-tenth of how good he was, I, I'm, I'm be very lucky. Uh, also, one of my heroes was uh, another uh, Australian guy, cricket captain Ian Chappell. Um, Australia had a very weak team 
and they were getting beaten 2 0 in the Ashes, and he came and, and captain the side in the last test and just was this abrasive, uh, not so caring about tradition type guy. He changed the Australian cricket team from being a laughing stock to the best team in the world. Um, and it always sticks in my mind that to, to be a to be a leader, you've, you've got to be able to back your own way of doing it and have the courage to do it because you're always going to have people out there that say it's the wrong way to do it because you can't please everyone. What makes a great coach and what key attributes do you need in a coaching team? Well, I think to be a, to be a good coach, I don't think you're ever a great coach because, uh, as you can see, uh, you know, one day you're a good coach, uh, the next day you're a bad coach depending on the result. And, and you can coach well during that as well during one week as you do the other, but you don't, you don't get the result you can get. So it's all about having knowledge. You've got to know the game well. You've got to have ability to manage groups of people, whether it be your staff or whether it be your players, knowing how to get the best out of each player, knowing how to get the best out of each staff, knowing when they need a uh, arm around the shoulder or they need a bit of a kick up the backside. And then the last thing is that you've got to be the most enthusiastic person in the room. Every time you walk in the room, you've got to bring that energy. You've got to show the players what is involved in being a, a top-level team or a top-level player, and that involves being enthusiastic and being energetic. Paddy, tell us, there's loads of coaches out there, all different levels. Of course, you, you're coaching at the highest of levels, but what's the most rewarding part about coaching? Two things. I think, firstly, when your team plays really well, that gives you a lot of satisfaction, you know. So I look back at, at the England side when we played the first 40 minutes against Ireland and, and we really put them to the sword. Um, and that comes down from the preparation that the teams had. So that gives you some enjoyment. But the second part, which is probably the m- more enduring part of, of coaching, is the satisfaction you get from improving players and seeing players blossom into guys that maybe doubted themselves or, or thought they couldn't make it and then they come on the big stage and, and consistently perform. You know, just at the moment, two guys for me that I've really enjoyed seeing develop and they're still not finished products is Carl Sinkler and Ellis Gensch. You know, we took both of those two guys on a, a tour in 2016 to Australia. They were pretty rough diamonds, you know, and they're they're a bit shinier now, but not the not the full eighteen carat at the moment. <laughs> they're on their way, and I don't know whether you would have been on Instagram this week, but Alice Gange also announced that he's set to be a father. He's expecting a baby boy in September, so uh, he's maturing on and off the pitch. Fantastic, good man. Mate, if that's all the good parts of coaching, of course, there are going to be some dark days. So what's the biggest challenges in coaching? I think the biggest challenge is always rebounding after a loss um, because you put so much into a game. Um, you, you, know, you put a lot of emotion, a lot of work into a game, and when you don't get the result you wanted, it's always the test of the coaches how well they rebound. And again, because you, again, you've got to show the way to your players because your players are as equally as disappointed as you are. So overcoming losses and then overcoming runner losses is, is the test of a coach. You know, it's, it's a bit like the, the tea bag test. You never know how good a tea bag is until you put it in hot water. And coaching is the same. You never you never know how good a coach is until he's under hot water and that's when you're, you're under pressure. And it's probably the times I enjoy the most and that's probably one of the reasons I've been able to coach for a period of time. Just mention the word pressure there. I think everyone's feeling the squeeze, everyone's feeling the pressure, whether it's economically, socially, uh, health-wise and everything in between. When rugby's back up and running, what 
what role do you think it will have in being able to lift spirits again? Oh, I think, again, just showing how, how important teams are, how important it is working together as a team. And I think bringing some joy to society. Obviously, at the moment, you know, things are pretty uh, grim. You know, you watch the television in the morning and you, you're hearing about soaring uh, infection rates, hearing about the economic ways of particular countries, you know, people out of work, people struggling to, to make ends need and, and, and people are going to need a bit of joy in their life. And I think, you know, rugby is a game where you can go there and, and you can you can open up a door to a new world. Um, I think there was that uh, great director used to talk about a cinema. You know, you walk into a cinema and you open the, the door to a new world and the rugby stadium's a bit the same. You know, there can be all the problems outside the world. You walk in a rugby stadium, you've got this great contest and you know it's going to be a great battle and, and for a period of time it brings some joy to people's life and I think that's important. Hi, I'm Sarah Byrne and you're listening to the England Rugby Podcast with O2 Inside Line. Available on Apple Podcasts, Acast, Spotify, TuneIn, Deezer and Google Play. And finally, here's part three of our chat with Eddie. Eddie, can we reflect on the Six Nations for a short while? Yeah, and I was really uh, pleased with our players. I thought they rebounded really well after French tests, you know, and as I, I've made the point, Previously, the French loss was my responsibility. I prepared the team poorly for that game. Uh, they played particularly well in that first half and got us. But then I thought our performances pace that was was very very good. Yeah, you know, Scotland was a difficult game. Um, five day turnaround, cyclonic conditions. Um, Scotland side hell bent on on uh, on their perceived advantage over England, and I thought we put them away pretty easily in those conditions. And then Ireland, as I said uh, previously in this podcast, the first 40 minutes, I thought we played some some brilliant rugby. And then Wales, again, tough team, did enough to put ourselves in a pretty good position to win the game, albeit very close in the end. With rugby on pause at the moment, Eddie, gives you a little bit of time to reflect. Um, so with that in mind, what games do you think have been the most memorable for you and why? Well, probably the most memorable for me, uh, going back to our previous discussion, was the third test in South Africa. Uh, where we were under the pump, I think we'd lost four or five in a row, and and South Africa two 0 ahead at home, third game at Cape Town, which is a spiritual home of the Springboks, um, and we, although the conditions probably suited us, we won that game pretty easily, and that set us on a good path to the World Cup, and I was really pleased with the attitude of the players on that on that tour. That that tour was probably the most instrumental part of the the four years that I've had with England that we were under pressure. We had a new captain, Dylan, had, had been injured. Uh, Owen was a young guy, his first experience of international captaincy, and we really stuck together, stuck at the task, played some brilliant rugby in patches in the first two tests, didn't get the results we wanted. In the third test, we played some good old-fashioned, hard, tough test rugby and got the result. And, and from there, really, we haven't looked back. You know, if you look at the number of games we've We've dropped since then. They've been absolutely minimal. And, and if they if we have dropped the game, they've been very tight affairs, gone to a World Cup final. Um, so there's a lot of good things about this team. The great thing about this team, Hugo, is that the best is ahead of them. You know, we haven't seen the best of this team yet. And I could feel in the Six Nations, everyone could could, could sense that was, that was coming. And uh, we can't wait to get on the field and... and 
and show that to the fans. Well, it's exciting times ahead if you're an English rugby fan, especially that kind of message of positivity. Um, and it feels as if everyone could do with a laugh at the moment. So I might get you to delve into your memory and perhaps tell us some of the funniest moments you've had on the rugby pitch. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I'm not so great at remembering funny moments, but I do remember one in the 2003 World Cup final. Going the extra time. And so the coaches are allowed to go down on the sideline. So Glenn Eller was my assistant. We went down and sat on the sideline. And Glenn was a, a 90K fullback that played a number of tests for, for Australia. But by the time he was coaching, he ballooned a little bit, enjoyed life, got up to about 110Ks. Um, <laughs> and so Lottie Takiri, it was set, I remember it was 17 all. I can remember it as clear as day. It was 17 all. We were in attack uh, against England and Lottie Takiri made a break down the right-hand side. I looked at one stage as though he was going to score. He got bumped in the touch about five or six metres out. Anyway, so Glenn and I have jumped up on our, on our seats, off our seats uh, in anticipation. Anyway, then we went to sit down and it was one of those flip-up chairs and Glenn, whole 110 kgs, he's just gone straight on the floor and here we are, 17 all, you know, I'm laughing my head off watching Glenn trying to get off the ground in this, you know, this uh, high-pressure situation. It's one of the biggest matches of your career, just to have a moment like that. I've got to say, during this moment of self-isolation, I think everyone's got a bit of Glenn Eller in themselves at the minute because I'm ballooning at a rate of knots, that's for sure. I can see that, mate. My goodness. Um, <laughs> I've eaten well. I've eaten really well. You mentioned Glenn Eller. You've mentioned loads of legendary players already so far in this podcast. But outside this England team, who's the best player you've ever seen and why? And you can't say me. Uh, well, you were in very strong contention. Uh, that's for sure. <laughs> Okay, away from me, because you always do this. I can still remember that Lions game, mate. What was the second or third test? I can remember glued at home watching. I said, who is this bloke? He's incredible. <laughs> um, but anyway, moving on. Uh, one of the best play, uh, players I've coached, Farid Dupree, uh, Springbok halfback. He was a guy that could just, he played the game two rucks ahead of everyone else. Um, yeah, he was an unathletic guy. Uh yeah, didn't look like a, a rugby player, but had the most intellectual view of rugby. He was absolutely outstanding. Eddie, thanks so much for your time. And hopefully people can really just use this opportunity to listen to this podcast, laugh a little bit, reflect on some of the things you said. But just finally to finish, a message to our National Health Service. They've been absolutely incredible at the front line, displaying some of the attributes and those key values which you try and instill within your team. Can you just pass on your best wishes, a quick message to all of those guys? Some of them will be rugby fans. Some of them will know who you are. So a quick message to all of them, please. Yeah, no, just all the best to the NHS. Uh, it's incredible the selfless service you're giving to the country. Everyone appreciates the work you're doing and uh, oh, we're going to beat this virus and you're going to be at the mm -hmm. forefront of doing that. So keep up the good work. Thanks for that, Eddie. And of course, everyone at England Rugby echoes Eddie's gratitude for those working so hard to battle the virus. Thank you. Well, that's it for a very special England Rugby podcast of O2 Inside Live. Remember to check out the past five series of podcasts, exclusive content from the likes of Billy Van Napola, Mario Toji and Sarah Byrne, England's vivacious tight head prop. Stay safe, 
stay at home and of course spend this time by downloading and subscribing wherever you get your podcasts from so you'll bang up today with the England Rugby Podcast of O2 Inside Live. Take care and bye for now.